Good morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church. It is my greatest joy to be able to dive deep into God's Word with you on a daily basis as we just look at what God has to say to us through the Scriptures. If you would like more information about Flat Creek Baptist Church and who we are, how you can come alongside of us, and even how you can grow with us, please go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net, and you can find all of the information you need to know about us there. As we come to the Bible this afternoon, I I want us to be reminded of where we are in the narrative of the Gospel of Mark. We've come now to those truly, those final few moments of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've talked about Simon carrying the cross. We've talked about Jesus between the two criminals. We've talked about those who've mocked him and are there at the foot of the cross and spitting and cursing at him. And now today, we're going to see the moment where Jesus actually dies. The Bible tells us when it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Isn't this amazing? They're asking for a sign. I mean, the Bible just told us just above this, they're saying, if you are the Messiah, come down from the cross. Give us a sign that we may believe in you. And the Bible tells us that at noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Friends, the sun doesn't just go out. But but somehow, the Bible tells us that it becomes dark in Jerusalem. I, I'm sure in that moment there was a true darkness that come over the land. It may have been because of, of, of dark clouds. Uh, God could have very well made the sun go out. But I believe there was a physical darkness that came over the land. But then I also believe that this is not just speaking of that physical darkness, but I believe there was a true spiritual darkness coming over the world at this moment. As as the forces of hell have now gathered themselves together against the Son of God, and they are pushing and prompting and whispering in the ears of wicked men, rejoicing over the fact that the Lord of glory is hanging on a cross to die for the sins of the world. Now, of course, the enemy uh, is not aware of how Jesus is ultimately going to defeat them through the death on the cross of Calvary and the resurrection, but the enemy is is watching and waiting that moment of Jesus' death, rejoicing in that moment of Jesus' death. And the Bible says, at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which is translated, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Friends, remember that at three in the afternoon, this is the precise moment when the sacrifice of the Passover lamb was made. This is the moment that the lamb dies. This is the prescribed moment, the prescribed hour. And at this moment, Jesus is about to die. This is the moment where the sacrificial lamb is going to die. Why? Why, Lord? Why, God, have you forsaken me? For the first time in the history of the universe, it is said that God looks down at his son and he has to turn his back 
on his son because when he looks at his son, what does he see? He sees the sin of the world upon him. Jesus has now become sin. And he feels that deep separation that exists between between man and God because at this moment the sin of the world has been placed upon him. And it's this terrifying moment for Jesus. Aloy, aloy, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And while others are standing there, the Bible says they mistaked what Jesus said. And they said, look, he's calling for Elijah. And so in that moment, they think that finally the sign they're looking for, finally the the, the sign they've been pleading with Jesus for is about to happen. He's going to call down Elijah and Elijah's going to come down and stand on this mountain. So they bring a sponge with sour wine. They fix it on a reed and they offer it to him for a drink. And he's, and they say, let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. Oh, how they were failing to see what's taking place in front of them. They're still looking for a sign. Friends, let me remind you that Jesus himself said, when the son of man be lifted up, he'll draw all men unto himself. The sign they were looking for was right in front of them, hanging on the cross of Calvary. This love of God for humanity, dying for the sins of man, though we do not deserve this gift of God and the salvation. And the Bible says, at that moment, Jesus let out a loud cry and he breathed his last. Jesus is dead. The one who who existed in eternity, the one who was born of the womb of a virgin, the one who who amazed the religious leaders for his biblical knowledge at the age of 12, the one who opened the eyes of the blind and opened the ears of the deaf and loosed the tongue of the mute, the one who made the lame to leap, the one who raised the dead, the one who taught with authority, the one who had done so many things in his life, the one who was sinless is now dead. And the Bible says that immediately the curtain in the sanctuary was split in two from top to bottom. So the curtain that existed, uh, that, that separated man from God in the most holy place inside the Jewish temple. Remember, the high priest could only go into the presence of the Most High once a year on the Day of Atonement, and it was separated by a curtain. You could not pass through this curtain or you would die because you're in the presence of God. In this moment, that curtain that had existed since the institution of the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat, suddenly that veil is torn from top to bottom. Notice, not bottom to top. The disciples did not run in there with a pair of scissors or a knife or a sword and cut it. No, from top to bottom, the very finger of God rips the curtain in two to say what? The pathway of peace, the way to access me has now been opened through my son. No longer the separation between me and you have to happen. The sacrifice has been given. You can now come freely into the presence of God. And the Bible says that the centurion, so the Roman centurion, who had a hand in putting Jesus 
to death is standing there. And he's watched the way that Jesus has suffered. And he watches the way that he breathed his last. And what does he say? This man really was God's son. And oh, how it must have broke this centurion's heart to know what he had just done. And the travesty that he had just committed in crucifying the Lord of glory. Friends, what a moment. What a moment that even at the cross of Calvary, not just Simon the Cyrenian, not just one of the criminals, but even the centurion who put him to death would say, this truly is the Son of God. And friends, this is an amazing moment when we think about the life of this man and how even at that moment, he is, he is pleading with Christ and, and saying, this is the one that I need. Oh, friends. Friends, Jesus is the one that you need. He died on your behalf that you might be saved. 